Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Inclusive Class Podcast. Through interviews and discussions, it's our goal to explore the promise and practice of inclusive education. I'm Nicole Erdix, and I'm one of your hosts for the show. I'm a parent, inclusion teacher, and creator of the online resource, theinclusiveclass.com. And here with me this morning on the Inclusive Class is my co-host, Terry Morrow. Morning, Terry. Good morning, Nicole, and welcome to all our listeners. I am Terry Morrow. I'm the author of 50 Ways to Support Your Child's Special Education, and I write about special needs for about.com at specialchildren.about.com. I'd like to mention anybody out there listening to us live that we're not taking phone calls, so even though it says on Blog Talk Radio that we are, please do not call because I will have to hang up on you and I will feel bad. So I understand this morning my phone is kind of going in and out, so if those of you out there can't hear me all the time, blame it on Optimum Cable, who does my phone service. (laughs) But it's sort of a metaphor for the way my brain is feeling this morning, so it's maybe appropriate. Maybe it's my voice going in and out. I was up all night working, and then we're at the end of the semester. Yay! I mean, it's Mm -hmm. like I'm not even enrolled in college, but I'm delighted when the end of the semester comes. (laughs) So uh, we're getting truth. through that. My son had his last final today, and my daughter's getting a grade she's been stressing over this morning. And so one way or the other, it will be over. And um, then uh, we have a week off, and then my son is taking summer classes so um, for for uh, May and June. Right. But uh, it is that time of year when you're sort of stressing through the end of the year and then taking a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Yes. How are things going where you are, Nicole? Oh, pretty good, thank you. We are we are feeling the same way. We just finished all those state tests and uh, um, yes. yes, and now finals today. My son is writing an exam for his English class. So you know, same same thing happening here. We're just ramping yeah. up for the end of the year. And like you, I feel like you know, I can't wait for the school year to be over because I feel like I've been enrolled in school all year myself with the amount <laughs> of time does, that I've helped yes. my kids. <laughs> we got homework. I know. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel every night. Do we have homework? <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, it's it's good. We're getting towards the end, thank goodness. But this is actually a great time for our guest today to come onto the show uh, to talk about school and school success and ways to keep your kids learning over the summer so that they don't experience that gap that sometimes yeah. happens to kids you know, between those summer months, where, and then they come back in September and go, what? I don't remember doing that. <laughs> so at least for me as a teacher, it, it's frustrating. <laughs> so, yes, and that's why my son is taking algebra in the summer instead of waiting till the fall. <laughs> we're, oh, we're keeping good. the algebra ball rolling. Yeah, keep so, it going. But, good idea. Yes, I certainly always did when they were younger, try to find educational yeah. things to do over the summer, which they hated, but yes, good yes. idea. I know it's a good idea, though. I definitely, from a from a teacher's point of view, yes, yeah, oh yeah, you see some of the teachers who say, "Here, mom, do this homework with them over the week, over the summer." Exactly. Have fun. <laughs> Have fun. Bye bye. See you in September. <laughs> but it it truly is beneficial for yes. the children, and we've got our guest here today, Dr. Linda Silbert, to talk about why that is beneficial and how parents can keep their kids learning over the summer, and then of course how they can continue to keep their children learning and support their school success. Uh, Dr. Silbert is um, co-founder of a very popular and well-known tutoring company in the New York area 
called Strong Learning. And in addition, she has co-written a book called Why Bad Grades Happen to Good Kids. And the soon-to-be-released teacher version, which I love, Why Bad Grades <laughs> Happen to Good Teachers. <laughs> ah. I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> And, of course, Dr. Silbert is a well-known speaker, and she's an educator and has all sorts of experience with uh, working with kids. Good morning, Linda, and welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Good morning. We are happy to have you and excited yes. to talk about this today and as Terry mentioned for uh for us adults we know that it's beneficial for the children to <laughs> keep them learning and <laughs> keep them uh educated although the children don't think so of course they'd rather be outside yes. running around and playing and not even thinking about school but it is important and we'll get to that in a minute but I just wanted to go back to uh your company because your company is called Strong Learning, and as you indicated when we chatted earlier, STRONG is an acronym for um, something, and can you share with us what that is? Oh, I would love to share it. And listening to the two of you talking about working with your children over the summer, that's my emphasis that make it fun, because children, yes. they, it's their summer, and they must play, and that's just as important in child development as yeah. sitting and doing all this paperwork and all the addition facts and the multiplication facts. They have to play. That's part of mm-hmm. brain development. And um, my my company is called Strong, and um, I, I put it together for a reason. My actual doctoral dissertation was on mm-hmm. the antecedents of self-esteem, what creates self-esteem in children. Okay. And when I was done with that, I came up with Strong. And mm-hmm. strong stands for the S is for self-esteem, which mm-hmm. we, which I, I actually found out after all the research, it cannot stand alone. Otherwise, children are walking around with this inflated self-esteem, yeah. and it eventually <laughs> it bursts. Okay, yes. <laughs> and it doesn't. So it doesn't stand alone. So I'll go into that in a little while if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, it's self-esteem plus trust. The yeah. child must trust the parents, and the the parents or the teachers must trust the child okay i'm going to include teachers and parents because they're very very important people in a child's life Mm -hmm. um the next is responsibility the r is for responsibility to oneself Mm -hmm. one's family and one's community and then the o is for options so many children do not realize especially teenagers and middle school kids that if they're failing a subject you have options i'll say to a child Mm -hmm. Well, you knew you were failing that, or you didn't understand it. Could you just go tell the teacher? No way. Mm. No, I talked to the teacher. I hate yeah. the teacher. Teacher hates me. Okay, yeah. so come out with this. I'll say, can you go to mom? Oh, maybe. What about dad? Mm. He'll go ballistic. And so who, <laughs> who can you go to? And so you look for someone so the child knows, wait a minute, I have options. I do not have to fail. Okay, mm-hmm. and you start having children start to think this way. Um, then I'll move on to the N. The N is needs. Children's mm-hmm. needs must be met, and I'm sure people listening, I think both of you remember Maslow's hierarchy mm-hmm. of needs. Of needs, yeah. Critical, critical. Children's yeah. needs must be met, and it's that safety, number one, and that's emotional as well as physical safety. 
And mm-hmm. so many children are fearful that mom will get upset that they didn't get the B, or mom will get upset about something, or dad, or the teacher. Mm-hmm. They don't usually mention their peers. When I say to them, are you afraid the kids will make fun of you? No. Oh, okay. It's very interesting. I've been here a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I realize over the years it's teacher, but mostly mom and dad. Number right. one universally for self-esteem is mom. Okay, and mm. then we, we we go into, we delve into not just Maslow's needs, but also the needs. Um, we, we go into stress. Nowadays the children are under tremendous stress. The mm-hmm. need to think. Children are so busy in their lives. They are so overbooked that the need to stop and be bored mm-hmm. so you can create from scratch and start using that part of the brain yeah. to create from scratch. That is critical. Okay, so we talk about that, and then the G is for goals, how to establish short-term and long-term goals. And we talk about oh, the short-term, how do you get the Homework assignment home with the book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so many yeah. people with ADHD kids say, well, they have the assignment. I think it's here. I don't know where it is. I've had so mm-hmm. many children come here, and I go, do you have any homework? Nope. <laughs> I say, well, you know, I talked to your teacher, or I emailed your teacher. You have a test tomorrow. Oh, that. And mm-hmm. then they'll pull something out of their, like their notebook, which is four feet deep, and they'll take out this <laughs> crumbled a piece of paper and let's say, do you need this? And mm-hmm. it'll say, important, do not lose. All these things before <laughs> teacher has written across yeah. this piece of paper. And it's for the test. It's exactly what's going to be on the test tomorrow. I, they don't even realize it. They're basically going through school through a maze. And yeah. so these are those short-term goals. And then the long-term is expose the children to people in different careers. Expose them. To, to all the possibilities out there so that they start seeing role models mm-hmm. and they can start thinking about what they want and, and get away a little bit from just sitting here with you know, with all the Xbox and all these computerized, whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's strong. That's what the actual acronym stands for. Mm. And I, I really, um, I think it's very uh, useful for those uh, words to apply to not only parents and teachers, but also to have some response, you know, the children too, to have some responsibility for their own learning. And to, um, like you, one of the words in there is responsibility, and that has to come from the child too, or at least teach the child to have more responsibility for their own learning. Because I think as parents, we tend to want to jump in and, and and do it all for them, but it, sometimes it's hard to <laughs> realize that okay, yeah. we have to back off just a little bit and 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 help the children understand that this is also their process too and that they need to take you know take responsibility for some of their learning as well so i really appreciate that that's a that's a difficult piece i have trouble with yeah. that piece even you know in college now that's a difficult piece i think they mm-hmm. have to have an experience of success before they can take responsibility yeah many because otherwise it's yeah, yeah because many teachers will say to me well, I'm just trying to help them develop responsibility. Well, they're talking about a learning disabled eight-year-old little boy mm-hmm. yeah. who is lucky he gets to school. I mm-hmm. had one little boy, he was 10 years old, severely disabled. And the teacher was very concerned. He was he was putting too much, um, looking for the aid to help him too much. 
Right. And she said, we're trying to help him set a sense of, have a sense of responsibility. He must learn. I said, why do you think he has the aid? That's right. why we fought for the aid. This child is not there yet. Maybe yeah, at right. 15, maybe at 12, mm-hmm. maybe at 10 and mm-hmm. a half. I don't know. Yeah. But he mm-hmm. needed the aid now. We have to follow the child. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely so many people right. have these musts and these shoulds. And we, the responsibility is, I mean, wonderful. That's why I put in responsibility. Yeah. But we have to know where that child is. Yeah, and I think it's fair to have an expectation that at some point down the road, like you said, whether they're 5 or 10 or 15, that, you know, and they may not even get there until they're in their 30s, or, you know, that might not even something that they can even um, realistically achieve. But I think it's important to have, you know, expectations of our children and not unreasonable, of course, but so that, you know, start out small so that they experience little steps of success and, and then, um, then you know, their confidence and their self-esteem builds, which is what you had mentioned is very important for learning. And, you know, in, in order for the children to learn, they need to feel good about themselves. And that right. is my next question that I have for you, too, is how can a parent um, or a teacher, especially when a child who has learning disabilities or special needs, how can they promote positive self-esteem in, in the children? How can they help them? be proud of who they are and, you know, experience success in school? What are, what are those um, strategies that we can do to help out our kids? This is, this is so critical that and parents and teachers, unfortunately, it's not that, they, that they, don't, they don't know it, and it's because they've never learned it and no one really understands it. They think, oh, he did well on something, we're all going to clap and we'll give him a prize. And if he doesn't, we'll give him, and so many parents deal with punishment and grounding, all these silly yeah. little things that are just negative on top of negative. The child is struggling to begin with. Okay, yeah. they don't mm-hmm. need more negative. How yeah. someone establishes self-esteem, this is critical. It is your perception. It's the child's perception of how they think that parent or teacher thinks of them and it may not even be what's going on but it's a perception okay so i will say with children sitting here um they could be teenagers high school kids and the parents sitting and the book of course that we wrote is why bad grades happen to good kids and the child will turn and say i am a good kid and the parent says i never said you weren't yes you did no i Mm -hmm. didn't okay and but their perception is what they perceive. Think about it yourself. You walk into a room, and you think everyone thinks you are the greatest thing on earth. Mm-hmm. You feel great. Mm-hmm. Your self-esteem is beyond 10, okay? Yeah. You walk into a room where you feel these people think you're not the brightest thing. They they don't respect you. They don't, they don't even look at you. You're nothing. Your self-esteem is going to plummet. Mm-hmm. Some woman said to me, one of the moms here, she said, I moved into the wrong area. I feel like everyone has on black shoes and I'm wearing brown. Okay. And I said, that is stunning. I mean, that's it. That says it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. self-esteem goes up and down depending on the situation. Now, the number one person in your life so that you have resilience so that when there is a difficult situation that you're in, and you feel that self-esteem dropping, you can pull yourself back, and that feeling of self-worth will come back. Is established by number one, it's mom, number two, dad, and number three are the teachers. 
Teachers okay. don't understand how critical they are. Yeah. And it and it develops, which is very interesting, around five, six, seven, eight years old. Identity develops between seven and eight. So if you tell a little four-year-old, throw the ball in the basket, they'll, you know it, they'll throw the ball 4,000 times. You finally get the ball in the basket. Everyone claps and they jump up and down their throat. Yeah. You have a seven-year-old or eight-year-old throw the ball in the basket, and it takes too many times to go, I'm so bad, I'm really stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, they first start developing identity. I'm small, I'm big, I'm fat, I'm thin, I'm, you know, they, this, I'm smart, I'm dumb. Mm-hmm. And they're now in school, especially poor little kids with learning disabilities. Susie Goody Two-Shoes does remember that homework, even knows where she put it. Mm-hmm. And this little child is having trouble reading and can't remember the addition facts. And there's so much going on, so their perception is, I am stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what teachers and parents, these significant others can do, instead of clapping and applauding every single time, and they, so many people say, stop giving praise. Praise is wonderful, but it's mm-hmm. you don't want that inflated. You have to turn to them and say, "Wow, how did you do that?" And put it back on their shoulders. Well, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. But how did you learn that? That was so good. I'm interested mm-hmm. what you did. Make them feel that they're wonderful, and, and mm-hmm. you saying to them, "I am proud to be your mom. I'm proud to be your dad. Mm-hmm. I'm proud mm-hmm. you're in my classroom." I just feel so good when you walk in, mm-hmm. okay? And it makes them feel that, and not only feel, it's genuine, okay? Mm-hmm. And if they do something that then they succeed, no matter how small a step, it doesn't matter. It's where they're at at that moment. Yeah. You say to them, that is, that's really amazing how you did that. How did you do it? Most people, they just put the gold star or they put the stamp or the something mm-hmm. and they walk away, okay? And it's not having this child start thinking about, yeah, I am okay. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's what starts to build self-esteem. But they can walk into another room where there's another teacher who said, well, leave it to you to forget your homework. No, right. you're not going back <laughs> yeah. to the locker. Yeah. No, yeah. I had one yeah. teacher recently who I think is the most wonderful person. And this little boy came in, and he forgot something. And I said, well, that's okay. We all forget. Adults forget. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the teacher had him write a letter that I am ashamed of myself for forgetting. I almost, I can't tell you, I, 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 I got to that phone so fast. I called her up. I said, what are you doing? Yeah. Okay. And this is the yeah. time. That child, that ne- that child never forget that. This child is yeah. seven. Yeah. Think about yeah. things back yeah. when you went to school, which teachers made you feel wonderful and which ones didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We're actually in the process of writing a book now, Why Bad Grades Happen to Good Parents. Because oh. many parents have difficulty doing all these things because they haven't dealt with their own issues mm-hmm. growing up with their own parents and their own yeah. teachers and their own experiences. So it's to help the parent also. So it's 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 not easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Certainly, parents sometimes can make those same missteps the teachers do and yes. have the wrong reactions for something. And yeah. uh, you know, it's sometimes you react and you can see immediately you did the right thing, but you can never get that back. <laughs> no, no, you can't get like it back. And if and if you do the wrong thing, it's okay for a parent to say to the child, "I apologize." Yes, mm-hmm. that's I very true. I realize yes. I did something wrong. It's not because I'm your parent, and that's it. I'm running mm-hmm. the town. Yeah. That's saying you're a non-entity. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. that's saying to this yeah. child, you're not that important to me. 
Right. So it's and I'm yeah. not as I keep I keep emphasizing we're not building up um, this inflated. If I have enough time for one quick little little story, it's in the book Why Bad Grades Happen to Good Kids. This this mouse goes to see the psychiatrist because the mouse is afraid of the cat. And the, the psychiatrist builds up this mouse. You're brave. You're wonderful. You're mm-hmm. terrific. The mouse leaves the office. Two seconds. The cat gets him and eats him. Okay. What is the moral of the story? The psychiatrist did not have to build up this inflated self-esteem. The psychiatrist had to give this mouse skills to get yes. away from the cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. we have to give our children skills, but they have yes. to be in the right environment so that they're willing to be with us. They have to feel very safe with that parent and teacher. Yes. Well, there and, you go. There is the quandary, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Finding that safe place getting everybody on the same page as to what works and mm-hmm. uh, you know um uh, you know accommodations and modifications are great and when they're used appropriately they can give the kid that little help they need but when they're used inappropriately they just make the kid feel worse about themselves uh you know i have a daughter who had a paraprofessional all through school and by the end it was embarrassing you know it's like everybody oh, yeah. knows i don't know how to do things and you know the parents would do things for her which is so it's you know, and then the you get some teachers who are who feel that you know we were talking about responsibility, and I think responsibility is a great goal, but you have to prioritize your goals. To me, my first goal is for my kid to learn math and reading. The responsibility is good, and it will come. But if if teaching responsibilities and getting in the way of him learning math or reading, then let's accommodate the heck out of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. My kid's failing math because they're not turning the papers in and the teacher feels if you don't turn your paper in at the beginning of the class, you get an F. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you know, that's that's putting responsibility ahead of every other kind of learning. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so hard for a parent, you know, to send your kid to school and not know how things are being handled oftentimes until your kid has already got the bad self-esteem. And then you yeah. find out that the teacher's been yeah. making them in the corner. Um, yeah, let me tell. Let me just emphasize that because so many parents, it becomes a career getting that, getting all the accommodations, yes. making sure the child gets classified. And I'll say to the child, "What do you do in the resource room? What are you mm-hmm, doing right. in reading?" And they're sitting yeah. in front of a computer doing nothing. They're doing yeah. something. They don't even know what it is. So yeah, they right. fight and fight for this, but you have to know what's happening afterwards. Yeah. I mean, we have Precisely wonderful teachers thing. out there, wonderful, wonderful yeah. teachers. But we, and it's, I've taught, it's very difficult. But yes. you really have to follow through and what is happening, why are we sending them? And so many children go, but they're so humiliated. I've mm-hmm. had parents yeah. come in and say, I was, I was in resource or I got special help. I was so embarrassed to tell my friends that I'm afraid to send my child and I know they need it. I don't know what to do. All right. So very interesting. We keep forgetting there's a child with emotions who, as far as Maslow's concerned, wants to belong. And mm-hmm. then we send them for therapy because they feel they're different. And we're saying, but it's okay to be different. Well, no. They want to be the same. Everybody mm-hmm. yes. wants to fit yes. in. That's and true. so I That's keep telling because I don't care what your disabilities are. Let's just figure out where you are right now, and we'll go yeah. from there. Yeah. You know what? I see we're getting close to... 
to we're getting down to the last five minutes here, and I want to make sure that we do talk about the summer because I always felt like you know you spend nine months of the year fighting for the absolute best education for your child with the most trained teachers and all of that, and then in the summer months, the education of the child goes to the parent who i mean yeah. i didn't know I don't have a teaching credential, I never studied how to teach I don't know how to teach these subjects as the kid gets older, you maybe don't understand the subjects yourself, and it's like yeah. I would never allow myself to be teaching my kids during the school year, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I have the responsibility to be let's you know let's learn reading, even though that's a highly specialized thing teaching the kid to read, especially a reluctant reader um so what what advice can you give to parents for keeping the education going without? Driving the kid crazy without driving the parent crazy without creating mountains of tension between the parent mm-hmm. and the kid that then ruins the summer for everybody. You, you know, know what I'm going um, to do? Even though this has been an issue for me over the years. <laughs> yeah, because you want to keep that environment. You want to keep that climate yes, of fun summer. Yeah. So mm-hmm. go to, I'm going to tell. write this down, go to Dr. Linda's blog. There's mm-hmm. no apostrophe there or anything, just drlindasblog.com. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And there you're going to see, it'll say dyslexia, dysgraphia, dyscalculia. Okay. Yeah. But there are activities in all three of those. They're toolkits. You download them for free. Mm-hmm. You don't pay a mm-hmm. cent. And nice. it's chock full of fun things. Like in the math one for dyscalculia, there's a scavenger hunt you tell the kids and you set up the, um, you can only be in the house or you can be in the backyard. Something that's six inches long, something that's three feet long, something that's oh. two meters long. And it's a scavenger hunt. Nice. And that's, you're, they're learning measurement. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have games to play for math. I have games to play for reading. They're just chock full of products. Wonderful. No products. It's just, you make it at home. You don't have to yeah. buy a thing. Download it for free. And that'll give you everything you need for the summer. And they're not sitting at a table with no, pencil and paper. They're, they're running around. They're running around. They, they yeah. may be making a paper chain of vocabulary words. Yeah. So if you're reading a, 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 um, a book that the school assigns, now they're looking for the vocabulary words. They're not skipping them. Right. And you right. don't realize they don't even know what it means. They want to make the paper chain longer. So it's going through the whole house. I've had them here in our office the whole summer. We're making more and more and more paper chains. I'm right. coming up with, I mean, this just it's chock full of ideas to do that. It, that's just fun. Great. Well, I'll post that on my web that's so great. that anybody that's listening, they can find that link uh, easily, too. So I'll post that link on my website. Yeah. Terrific. And it's nice that if there are things that can work with the assignments that can come home from school, because I know oftentimes we would get a packet <laughs> to do. Yeah. Here, Mom, do this yeah. over the summer. So if there's some things that work with uh, with that rather than, that make that fun. <laughs> Yeah, I have post-traumatic stress from summer education. <laughs> <laughs> they give you packets of the math problems. Yeah, you take the problems and cut them up, and you do a you play a game. It's right inside the book, um, uh-huh. and they they pick the little problems to do. And they can even choose yours. Whoever gets the higher score gets the higher after the calculation, the higher number wins the point. Uh huh. Okay, oh, and cool. I and I say to them, even pick the one for me, which you're letting them cheat. Because they're sitting calculating this because they wanted to get the higher score. And before right. you know right. it, they've got the whole page done. Well, okay, they're just fill in the answer on the sheet. So just make it fun. And, yeah. and kids will be that's with you. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Are, there, are there other resources uh, that you can point uh, parents to uh, for oh, sure. uh, working with their student over the summer? Over the summer, I have put together that I designed all, they're all 
games, all learning games. Mm-hmm. They're lotto, it's go fish, memory. Go mm-hmm. to stronglearning.com. Okay. And click on learning resources. And that's okay. all you need. Everything is there. You can learn the parts of speech playing lotto. You can learn capitalization playing lotto. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many, so many games on there. The times table playing go fish, um, memory. Um, fluency, uh, there's any phonics for children with dyslexia, just full phonics card games. And mm-hmm. before That's you know it, they're learning it because they want to win. And uh-huh. I tell parents, even if you <laughs> cheat a little, it doesn't matter, remember your goal. Just like you said before, the teacher's goal, if it's math, yes. don't worry about it if yes. you have the piece of paper first. Um, right. Make sure you remember your goal and just have a good time. Yeah, right. that's that's a great way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, there's our school bell. Uh, we've come to the end of our conversation. This is very interesting stuff, and I'm sure that will be really useful to parents and teachers both, what we've talked about here. Um, mm-hmm. And thank you for uh, being our guest today. And I would thank like you. to thank our listeners for tuning to our program this morning. Please join us for next week's show and talk with Amy Goodman, who is co-director of the Autism Now Center and is a self-advocate. In the meantime, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, where Nicole tweets under the name Inclusive. Inclusive underscore class, and I am at Mamatude, M-A-M-A-T-U-D-E. Are you on uh, Twitter, Linda? Yes. What is your it's, handle? It's stronglearning.com. No, web, okay. that's the website, women, Twitter, Twitter, let me say. Oh, Dr. Linda Silbert. Okay. Twitter Dr. And, Linda uh, Silbert. Thank okay. you. Okay, I'm sure everybody can find you with that. And finally, mm-hmm. you can download our past podcasts for free on Stitcher and iTunes. Goodbye, everybody, and have a great week. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you.